a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. Hey, this is Sabrina Monarch bringing you an astrology forecast for January 29th to February 4th, 2024. I'm calling this one in light of Mercury and Capricorn's many activities this week, with responsibility comes power. And I'm thinking about that, you know, the common phrase is reverse, with power comes responsibility, right? Use your power wisely and correctly. But I've been thinking about the flip of it, with responsibility comes power, specifically in the context of the type of astrology I teach and guide, right? It's not just a way of looking at the natal chart, evolutionary astrology, but it's also a way of exploring the dynamic events of our lives and how we choose to relate and participate with them. And there's this underlying idea that's more cosmological with evolutionary astrology that our soul vibrated with this particular lifetime, this particular experience that we were born into because it matched the curriculum of our soul's deeper desire nature and the things that we're learning. Right? Earth is a Um, like a learning place you know like the experience on earth is not perfect as you well know and we come into this lifetime with a set of you know gifts and positive inheritances as well as various misfortunes or challenges and when we look at the question of like to some degree having chose this lifetime and having chose our challenges because they were the perfect like raw material for what we're here to do Sometimes people kind of, I think, misuse that and make it like a moral thing, a moral question. So if something bad is happening in our lives or, we're, you know, something that we judge is bad, it becomes this kind of shame, this question of, you know, what did I do to deserve this, this punitive consciousness? And I don't think that's what it's about. I don't think viewing our life as something that's really actually intentional at a deeper soul level is meant to be uh, only a moral question. Sure, there can be some moral threads, but I think it's actually a lot more about power. And that being that if you start to untangle the parts of you that have participated with your misfortunes, right, the patterns that you wish you know you could change the reoccurring difficulties in your life and you start to untangle and see how you've helped create it then you get to liberate that life force and let it move in other ways so that is actually taking really deep responsibility for you know not having to put on this like shame hat and be like i'm so bad i made my life terrible or like you know i was born into these difficult circumstances but more like really sitting with the deep question of like in the hero's journey mythic arc of my soul 
why would I have selected these particular initiations? And really going deep into that question, to me, is a lot more about power than about being a good or a bad person. So I'm thinking about this in terms of this week, we have Mercury in Capricorn, and then it will go into Aquarius. But towards the end of this time of Mercury stay in Capricorn, we just had a conjunction to Mars, and then it's going to make aspects to Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto this week, right? So Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto are transpersonal planets. They relate to the beyond, the unseen, the mystery, um, anything you know, in the realm of like the invisible or the psychic, like has a lot to do with outer planetary energy. And so we have Mercury in this very methodical, grounded, practical Capricorn having a very mystical conversation this week. So to me, that really echoes with these themes of spiritual lines of thinking, you know, of approaching the hard, cold realities of our lives um, in perhaps a more expansive, imaginative way. People um, are often surprised to learn that Capricorn is classified as a feminine sign, not masculine. By the way, I'm just going to say a few things here before we get into um, like unpacking these transits one by one that we have this week. But we'll often see Capricorn as you know these external acts of achievement or status climbing in the world as a kind of yang endeavor of climbing. And Capricorn does like to manifest itself in the concrete reality. Capricorn is incredibly um, ambitious in that way, but it's an internal, down and in, kind of like deep-rooted grandmother-grandfather tree energy. So it's not just about the external. The external is only a mere reflection of what's happening within. And there is a process of coherence, like integrity within Capricorn as coherence of does my outer life match my innermost depths so it's this process of reflection where we go into our own internal depths and consider the question of cause and effect to be able to trace the question of how did i get here by looking backwards and inwards right really assessing that until it turns into wisdom and with that wisdom moving forward in informed ways and people will avoid this process of deepening their interiority through numbness or depression, getting stuck in a state of feeling defeated or futile, or by always having external characters or factors to blame so that they can loop in a victimized anger state or just a victimized state in general. And beyond that blame is grief, and beyond and through the grief is a reopening to life. So these Capricornian depths are not for the faint of heart. They are depths necessary for a complete and rich, regenerative human experience. So Mercury in Capricorn this week as it transits at the end of the sign and aspects all these profound outer planet, like outer planetary themes. It's like not quite the way to say it, but you know what I mean. Mercury in Capricorn may be asking us to not overlook these nuances, right, of these deeper internal places and to learn how to pay attention to the real messages we are receiving from exactly what is occurring in our lives, right? Like what's happening on the ground. So welcome back, by the way, if this is your first time here, I'm Sabrina Monarch. I'm a soul-centered astrologer. 
I used to write these forecasts every week for like seven years. I took a long break and now I'm playing with having a writing practice again. So we'll see how this goes. Um, but I've been, you know, creating and teaching in the meantime. But yeah, I've been feeling that call to kind of come back into this practice. Please leave a um, review on Apple Podcasts if you're a regular listener to this podcast or leave um, five stars on Spotify. I also love it when you share this podcast with your friends and community. I'll get into our week in more detail after a few announcements. The Evolutionary Astrology Intensive is returning for a spring cohort. I'm pushing back the date slightly from the previously announced March 5th, so stay tuned for more information about it, a new date, and a course page coming soon. I'm just going through a little... um, micro kind of rebranding around it because after teaching this course for years um, and just seeing what it's becoming and evolving into while it is at once a very methodically like organized astrology course that supports you in speaking this language it's so much more than an astrology course it's really like a mentorship experience I get to know my students you know individually I tune in in a way to offer you really personalized feedback as you're working through the process of delineating um, that is interpreting your chart. And the experience is also quite animistic for people because we explore the frequencies of all of the planets and signs and we get to know them, we map them, and you build your own connection to them and see how you already know these planets you already know these signs but then as you study them intentionally as we go through the wisdom teachings of this school of astrology they open up and kind of the mythic expanses of your life open up too so it's quite a transformative and spiritual experience and we're studying astrology and learning how to read charts from like a whole perspective like to read a story of who you are as a soul what you desire the most, what have your strategies been for achieving those desires, how has that created gifts and conflicts in your life, like what is your dharma and discovery in this lifetime, and really mapping these questions, you know, as they provoke and kind of bring things up for you, that being something that you get to bring into the class and talk about um, in a group of really stellar, deep, reflective, magical people. So I, yeah, I'm working on basically updating the course page to reflect some of that. Um, And I'm going to be picking some new dates for it. Um, If you have any questions about it, I mean, I'm going to leave the link to the old course page in the notes. Um, There is, you know, this course is by application. So just stay tuned actually for when those applications officially open, the new course dates, etc., I can't wait to go on this journey again. It's always magical to bring people through this material. I also have a class um, coming up on February 9th, 3 to 5 Pacific. This is about the astrological houses where cosmos touches Earth. This is the beginning of a series that Elisa Rood and I are working on. Um, Stay tuned for an episode with her and I on this podcast. Um, But we're starting out in this first workshop with the system for understanding houses when we look at 
how the houses are formed, like where, what are they astronomically, what are the angles, the ascendant, midheaven, so on, and grouping the houses in angular, succedent, and cadent. So this workshop is actually, it's intermediate if you already have a basic understanding of the 12 houses and their themes, um, this workshop is for you. If you're newer to the houses and don't know all of them or like don't have a lot of experience with them, this one might be a little bit too much like theory. Um, but this is really perfect for anyone that is already an astrology student, enthusiast, practitioner even, who wants to deepen their understanding of these three different um, types of houses and understanding their energies in a more imaginal and expanded way. You can find the link to this class with more information about what will be covered in the notes as well. And here's our week. January 29th, Mars in 19 degrees of Capricorn will trine Uranus in 19 degrees of Taurus at 3.40 p.m. Pacific. As you all know, or I hope you know, the exact moments of the transits, um, you may notice something happening at that minute. But it's actually, it's like a wave, and you feel it, the wave coming in, and you feel the wave coming out. And the buildup to the transit is when we kind of feel it, you know, it's like with the full moon, for example, you feel the energy building toward the full moon, and then things start to kind of release, and there's like an integration after the transit. So sometimes people, you know, hear these forecasts or read them, and they're like, I've already been experiencing this. And it's like, of course you have, because... The wave is already here. But that being said, I still include the times and dates because it just orients us. But Mars and Mercury have just passed their exact conjunction in Capricorn um, and are still a degree away when this Uranus trine exacts. Mercury and Mars can relate to a potentiated or agitated mental field, activating or irritating information, debate, arguments, and more positively lively or animated discussion. I've really been feeling this. I wrote a post um, about it on Facebook, which, or not Facebook, <laughs> on Instagram, which I titled, I thought about writing a letter that might kill someone and put like a very overly thirst trappy kind of picture of myself. I was like, okay, like Mercury, Mars, we are putting something out there. Um, I'm not going to read the post here, but it was just, uh, I said it was Mercury and Mars in Capricorn coded. And so I've been noticing that it's like, there is this agitation with the, um, the Mars, but it's in Capricorn, so it's actually been pretty well contained. So it's really felt, um, like I wrote here that it could be symbolized by sharpening one's words carefully and then with reserve like writing an angry letter and reducing it down to the most important and necessary points before sending or not sending at all, right? Like Capricorn can really practice restraint. And unless brought to a breaking point, Capricorn doesn't tend to spill. So our reserve may be repressive or it could be wise. And we may be really, you know, thinking about that right now of how we want to harness the mental agitation that is coming up, right? Like if we don't feel like blowing up or just saying something that we'd regret. It's like, well, how do we process that uh, volcanic energy that's coming up? So Mercury, Mars, and Capricorn brought up questions of how to communicate irritation and anger responsibly, keyword Capricorn, right? Uh, or likewise, what the anger itself was communicating. 
because anger is also a message. It's a message around boundaries and needs. So individuals may be brimming with frustrations that are not immediately conveyed, because Capricorn's holding back. Not that people can't feel it. <laughs> and likewise, the time has come for many to verbalize, address, or even become consciously aware of something that was only previously gestating into voice. Then we have here the trine to the electric, shocking, connected to trauma, Uranus, emphasizing the nerviness and activated quality of the general mood. But this is also a planet of breakthrough and freedom. Some thoughts on this configuration of Mars trine Uranus, considering it's really Mercury Mars trine Uranus as a whole. At a higher level, many of our irritations or even more lighthearted, curious impasses are pointing to a deeper question of responsibility. People who refuse to take responsibility will play victimized games of blaming or woe is meing, like I just am so powerless all the time. But when issues are chronic, it points to an essential fact that we have not mastered it or for the things we truly cannot change, we have not mastered our relationship to it. I've been reading The Shaman's Body by Arnold Mendel lately and finding a lot of correlations to how I work with transformation in my daily life. This thing around playing with life events, new and reoccurring patterns, interesting, unusual things, as dream symbols within the waking dreams of this life. So he talks a lot about this concept of a dreaming body. You know, it's this um, way that the events and symbols and even just like the symptoms that come up in our bodies or in relationships in terms of conflict or something like that um, are dreams that are happening and that you know if i'm phrasing this correctly because i'm just kind of thinking off the cuff here in my recollection of the book um that you know the work of a shaman or shamanic type of person practitioner um, is to really pay attention to these signals that are coming through in the dreaming body, you know, in our lives. So that's a, a kind of mystical way of looking at what's happening. And he has this quote about responsibility. And so I'm thinking about this with all the Capricorn energy, where it's like really practical, but it's mystical. So he writes, taking responsibility means accepting everything you say, feel, hear, write, see, and communicate as part of you. Accepting your accidents and your lies is an act of compassion. Taking responsibility means that if you are sick, you must understand that the body is bringing up a dream you have not yet known. If you have relationship difficulties, accidents, or world problems, things are happening to you with which you are not in agreement. Taking responsibility means focusing awareness not only upon the events you identify with, but also upon the events you want to disavow. You know, he's um, the creator of process work psychology. So it's this idea that when things are arising, that there's a process and we can basically facilitate that process, which is different than trying to fix things. Sometimes things just need to have a process. Um, and as I was mentioning before, I teach a form of astrology evolutionary that poses that every experience we have is connected to the evolutionary journey of our souls that we incarnated into our set of gifts, inheritances, flaws, and deepest challenges because it was all for us and what we were vibrating with at a soul level to experience, to learn. 
this idea is provocative in some sense. And the resistance to it is that people would have to internalize the bad things that happened to them as though to find out why they deserved it. And so as I was saying, I'll just repeat here, um, I have recently realized that taking the perspective that our soul has called in our challenges is specifically connected to power and responsibility, right? That it is the inverse of that phrase, with power comes responsibility, it's with responsibility comes power. When we ask in a deeper way, how did I create this? How am I participating? We're asking questions that are going to foster the development of authorship and greater agency. And at a human level, there's definitely a layer where we can be irritated and victimized by our problems. And that energy may need our witnessing, right? Like it's the first layer to meet. Frustrated people vent. But deeper than that, it's likely that the things that grab our attention the most at the moment are also part of our awakening if we're willing to decipher the dream. On February 2nd, Mercury in 25 degrees of Capricorn will sextile Neptune in 25 degrees of Pisces at 2.54 a.m. Pacific. Mercury just made contact with Uranus, then sextiles Neptune here, and its next aspect will be a conjunction to Pluto and Aquarius. Effectively, Mercury is having conversations with each outer planet. The outer planets represent subtle, transpersonal, beyond forces. Mercury is exceptionally practical in Capricorn, but practicality is not limited to ordinary life matters. Mercury in Capricorn has wisdom about efficiency, moving about processes in ways that leak energy the least. If we consider this in a more magical, transpersonal sense, this might be looking at ways we do not indulge our personal energy leaks. That can look like having boundaries against rumination or thought patterns that weaken our aura unless we intend to go all the way into them to alchemize them from the root. But kind of like no dabbling in fragility, like cutting off the thought patterns that are just like, yeah, that's definitely weakening me right now. <laughs> that's weakening my will. That's making me feel doubtful. Um, that's sending me down this like terrible little rabbit hole. And sometimes we feel really actually empowered to kind of like get it together in that way. And other times, these things are actually more debilitating. Um, and sometimes it's somewhere in between, right? So it's even just having that, um, that sense, that kind of awareness of, is that happening right now? Are you noticing places where you could kind of have a leaky thought pattern that's kind of diminishing your life force? Um, and where can you find your way off of that train? Common Capricorn illusions and mental energy leaks have to do with veins of thought around having lost time, around being too late, around being deeply wrong, around having failed beyond repair. Like just that sense of like, it's over for me. I'm way too late. It's done. And these types of thoughts, you know, or it's not possible. There's no hope. These types of thoughts don't have boundaries. These types of thoughts rarely complete a grief process. These types of thoughts overlook the subtleties of what resources there still are to garden with. February 4th, Mercury enters Aquarius. We have a little mood shift at 9, 10 p.m. Pacific. 
And this is in orbub and forming an exact conjunction to Pluto the following day. They're both going to be at zero, so they're, they're really close. While Mercury in Capricorn is well-resourced to approach the hard facts and boundaries of sober reality, Mercury in Aquarius is well-resourced to plug into entire mental, conceptual, vibratory paradigms, like an oracle, tuning into a particular channel and information is downloaded. There's something experimental here, like you can tune into different ideas and perspectives and feel into if they resonate, but first you have to try them on or tune into them, even if they are outside of a normal scope of thinking. We may be pressed with this transit to become more aware of our biases. To be able to feel truth or resonance, anything that clouds our filter will be removed in that process, right? Like having a clear channel. Developing psychics learn how to discern their own judgment from truth. People developing deeper trust with their bodies learn to discern between true needs and desires versus chemical and neural addictions. At highest, we would find perspectives and frequencies to tune into that help us have the energy and insight to practice this discernment that Mercury in Aquarius is seeking to accomplish, as opposed to perspectives and frequencies that heighten and confirm our biases. So that's what I have for you about the week. Um, I did take a significant break from the weekly writing um, of these forecasts, and I found myself deepening into spiritual and embodiment practices in the meantime. I was already into them, but then I focused on them more and started tracking different weather patterns, like ones that happen in the body and the psyche at new levels. So I hope and only anticipate that that will integrate with my astrological writing moving forward. Thanks for spending time with me to reflect on this week's transits. Um, I would love it if you shared this podcast or that you were tuning into it on your Instagram stories and tag me. Tag me also if you have any thoughts, um, that any takeaways that you want to share about this week's forecast. Um, I'm on Instagram at Sabrina Monarch. Just be mindful of the scammer and, a person- and impersonator accounts which pop up and crop up sometimes. And yeah, sign up for my mailing list to know about the forecast like this, as well as upcoming opportunities for readings, mentorship op- availabilities, and studying astrology with me in my upcoming Evolutionary Astrology Intensive, um, as well as when Diviner will be open for enrollment again, and all that stuff. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a beautiful week. Bye.